FM Rewind. Wow, 88.1. The Sports Hub. Right now, let's get straight into it, Tatana. Um, where it all began from the streets of Pulukwane. Let's let, let's start it from there. Sure. Yeah, let me start by saying uh, thank you for the invite. Uh, I'm not alone. I'm with uh, Semi Ellenbeck, who is the marketing uh, officer for the James Manga Foundation. Uh, the mistake that most of the people have done yeah. is because of the being a ZCC member. Now people associate me with Pulukwane, but I, I was born in Tulamahashe, Bush Patridge, ah, which Bush is Patridge. in Pumalanga. Yes, 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 yes. So even the magazines, they always say uh, Pulukwane, Pulukwane, so which it's not something uh, that I'm not used to, but I started in the dusty streets of Tulamahashe, like any other kid who wanted to play football at the age of seven, and that's where it all started, started at school. The good thing about the my younger surname is that my grandfather owned a team, a mature team by then. So the uncles and uh, everyone within the community, they went there. It used to be called a young boys football club. So I was born in a, f- a football loving family in such a way that everything was so contagious in such a way that if you are not attending those matches and then what were you doing at home? And that's where the love of football started. And I was about to ask uh, Tatana into saying, I mean, your love for football, how, 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 how it came about. I mean, you now just alluded into saying, you know what, you come from a footballing uh, uh, family. I mean, like you rightfully say, you you know, used to own a team, but do you have maybe like siblings who used to play the game, or you actually the first one who that goes to the occasion <laughs> into saying, ah, no, I want to break the ice, not just, you know, being part yeah. of the administration of the team, but I want to play the game. Yeah, yeah uh, we are three brothers. I'm the second born, the eldest being Percy, and the last born being Cliff. So all of us, we played football. The unfortunate part is that the two never loved it to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. So for me to persuade it further, it was because of the love that I developed for it. And I'm sitting here because of football. You're sitting here because of football. Now, let's fast forward, you know, mm. uh, coming into, uh, you know, when you signed your first contract. I mean, tell us how everything just happened. You know, how did you get scouted or how do you maybe the call that came through? Check us through that whole process. Yeah, it's, it was a long journey. Uh, it started with school. So after matric in 96, when Bafana won the World Cup, so I had to won feather my... St- yes. Yeah, so I had to... Welcome! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can only dream, eh? You can only dream. So that's why I had to feather my, my tertiary education, and I happened to be finding myself in Pretoria Tech, which I failed. I went to Vets uh, Tech. By then it was Vets Tech. I failed because of the love of football and at the end of the day my dad said you know what come back home one of my cousins was at VUT and then I said look let me go try and see I didn't do any formal application it was like a gate crushing application to say look I can't go back home now I'm here in Joburg because yeah so if I go back home means the dreams are dying so that's when I end up being in VUT and guess what wiser me by then I managed to get distinctions, uh, enrolled for a sports management diploma while playing football again for the Sasu Championships. Now it's called USA. That's when Coach Cabo Zondo saw me playing. I was the top goal scorer uh, in the national uh, competition. So that's where Coach Cabo Zondo said, hey, there's a gem here, a Tsonga boy that is very good with his left foot. So he invited me for trials and the rest was history. Hizo, hizo. Tembisa Classic, that was my first time. <laughs> the funny part, I signed my first contract at the boot of a Mercedes-Benz of Ubabutwala. Mm. 
So when you heard about those stories, uh, like former players said, hey, I signed my contract, the boot of... So those were the days that I also went through the same thing. But mm. through uh, school, through feathering my, my, my tertiary education, that's where I was scouted. Had I gone back to Tulamashi by then, it means there was not going to be any James Manga that was going to be known in the South African football uh, fraternity. Hey, Khoto. Ayati. Hey, Likai. Khoto Kimaha. Okay, so my question to you is you played soccer in the townships. As you said, Hori, you were scouted as well. What is different about you as compared to other players? Because Kolokshin, there's many players who are as good as you were and maybe even much better than you. But what was special about you, Hori, and end up being a professional footballer? Hard work and dedication. I was not one of the skillful players, but I had the hard work behind me. I believed in going and getting your goal because sometimes the the problem that most of the players make because of their talented they end up relying only on talent so instead of putting hard work behind that talent and it able to complement each other mm. well, see, i'm glad that you spoke you mentioned something about being a top scorer back then so Mtanga strike. Yes. How did it end up you being at left back? <laughs> that conversion because it really doesn't make sense. And you yeah. talk about hard work, and I'm busy adding those years. Okay, he failed twice at tertiary. That was round about then. Then he's talking about Valtec. That was when he was a top scorer. I know with that hard work and dedication and the conversion from striker to being a left back. Sometimes we channel our efforts to wrong things. Because when you start looking life differently, that's when you start to understand. Because now I was more wiser than before. When Imagine now, for the first time, you, you, you get your bank card. You've got an account with a bank. You're going to, to, to do a transaction, withdraw or something like that. You get excited. You think about the big uh, lights of, of, of your bank. You're thinking, I've made it. Forgetting the basic fundamentals of life. Speaking about me converted from a striker to a, a left back, same coach Cabozondo. When I signed, I signed as a striker. So we happened to be playing a friendly against uh, Maholering Real Rovers. One of the players who was playing a uh, left back, it was Pega Pagati. Uh, yes, yes, so Pagati, I remember. Yeah. He, he got injured. So in that friendly, I was the only left footed player. So they played me as a wing back. And then I excelled. I even uh, created two goals in that friend, and then we won. I was playing against Joel Soroba, if you remember him. So he came with his Fanta and everything, but I was resilient in my approach. And that's where Co- Coach Cabozon said, you know what? Uh-uh, no more striker back, left back. So that's how it started. But I'm grateful, and I will always or will be always be thankful to Coach Cabozondo for seeing that because sometimes I was not that a big unit or build like a, a tall striker where you'll able to withstand the likes of Abom Gababa, you know those old defenders by then, they used to kick hard, but me operating on the sides, it, it helped me to maneuver and uh, made my mark in the, in the football er- arena. And how were you able to somewhat sustain yourself? Because, I mean, you come to Joburg, you know, but it's the city of gold, big lights and mm, all mm. of that. And then you get this contract. Um, but then, you know, with most people, it's like we get lost. What my mm, age mates would mm, say, get lost mm. in the source. But how were you able to uh, put that aside and focus on the goal? It's through the teaching of my parents. And unfortunately, my dad passed on in 2003. But I w- he's, uh, he's my role model. For one simple reason, I thought he was strict. I thought he was hard, not knowing that as time goes, I won't have him 
by my side to teach me uh, how life is going to unfold and through his teachings uh, with the help of my mother i managed to stay grounded because one thing they said be humble in your achievement never be somebody that you think you 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 are a, you are a big thing you are a eat boy whereby you don't see any person respect somebody that's why one of uh, the things that i marvel or i i focus my life on is humility with humility you are able to achieve a lot of things but because you don't become egocentric once you start being egocentric that's when now uh, the respect goes out of the window Mm. We are in presence of uh, wisdom. In case you just joined us, well, uh, we are in conversation uh, with a uh, former professional footballer that is uh, James Mayeng. And I'm just talking about his footballing journey right here on the shores of uh, South Africa. Right now, we're just going to take a short little breather. When we return, we continue our conversation with him. But now, we fast forward it. We want to now, you know, focus on uh, him, you know, seeing him in the in the premiership, you know, uh, that is uh, from Broca uh, Swallows, Mamedori Sundowns, and our the, our now defunct Pitfist Vets. The Sports Hub. We are in presence of uh, greatness, uh, you know, joined by a football legend that is uh, James Mayenga. If you want to interact with us, do send your voice notes on 0745779461. That is our WhatsApp line. If you're brave enough, uh, if you're brave enough rather, to even call us, do so on 0171798881. On X, we are at uh, Vow FM Sports. And remember the hashtag, the sports hub. And uh, Tatana, now let's continue with our conversation. Mm. Making a switch now to Moroga Swallows. How did that happen? Yeah, in total, I've played for nine teams. So Moroga Swallows came as my fourth team, if I'm not mistaken, because I started with classic, classic after classic, all nation, all nation, uh, Dynamos, Dynamos, Dangerous Duckies, Dangerous Duckies. And then I went to Leopards. So Swilos, in fact, I was supposed to have signed for Tax. So Tax took time to sign me. David Tidiela came a night before I could sign a contract the following week and he stole me. So now the question was, do I play the Mutipet <laughs> Foundation or do I go to the DSTV Premiership, which by then... Tax was campaigning in the Motipa Foundation. So the unfortunate part is that I went with <laughs> uh, Mr. David Tidiela and yeah. then I signed for for uh, for for Black Leopards. And then FCAK also, the late coach Ian Palmer, was courting me while I was still at Black Leopards. So I was also doing the same thing. And then that's when I started to say, hey, money-wise, where do I go? FCAK or Swilos? So I said, hey, FCAK, then Swilos. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the yeah, offer yeah, from yeah. FCK, if you remember by then, were the eight boys in the Mutipe Foundation. Unfortunately, that joyride lasted for four, four months. And then Governor said, yeah, it's done now. Come, come to the nest, and that's how I joined Silos. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, when you look at the Swilos then, and mm, looking mm. at the Swilos now, like how, 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 I mean, how, how would you describe the situation right now? Because I mean, it's the glory days of Swilos now, mm, uh, mm, back mm. then, and right now we can see what's happening. So, what's your thoughts with everything that's happening right now? I think that the the new management have done extremely well in resuscitating the brand Morocco Swilos. Because if you remember when they took over, it was Soilos FC. So we need to understand that uh, time evolves. Yeah, as much as we love the old Soilos, but we have to go with the new trends. And unfortunately, the new management now find it very difficult in such a way that there were a lot of things that were happening behind the scenes which led to uh, players being not uh, paid and all those stories that we've heard about Soilos. So it, it's those challenges that it comes with the era. 
So, but by then, under Leon Prince, under Obab Chabeli, by then, a lot was happening also. But now, because of the media now, it's in the forefront, wanting to break news, wanting to do everything. They always want to break the juicy stories, which at the end of the day, sometimes it gets blown away without understanding exactly. Because if you look at uh, Mr. Mohajo as the chairman, he, he, he is funding the, the team from his own business. Now, if you don't have any corporate to support you financially... You don't have deeper pockets. You become a short string budget. Because when I read some of the articles and speaking to him, the the amount to run a, 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 a DSTV premiership club on a monthly basis is more than what he's getting as a grant from the PSL. So how does he supplement that? And that's where now the shortfall came. Mr. Mayenga, um, the players also went on strike because they were not getting paid. It is alleged that they went like two months without getting paid. If you were a solos footballer today... Mm. How are you going to deal with that situation? <laughs> you just joked my mind to FCAK. Mm. Like I said, the joyride lasted for only four months. Mm-hmm. We went through the same thing. Yeah. And by then, I think the 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 president of the uh, football union, South African uh, football union, players union, was KP Mototwane. And then we end up going on a strike because we were not aware about the consequences of going into a strike. Oh. So there's more ways to deal with the situation. Not a strike. Not a strike. Yeah. Because but at the end of the day, this? at the end of the day, how do you get labeled? They give you a clearance. The next thing you go to, it's like, ah, you are a problem maker. Mm. There's amicable ways that you can solve. Yes, I understand. In our economy nowadays, you need money sure. to make sure that you pay your bills at the end of the month. But there's also something that needs to happen behind the scene. If you approach things differently, you can get a different solutions. Okay, Mr. Mayinga, I just want to ask, on a personal level, what does that do to you when, you know, the club is not paying you, you potentially have a family to feed and, you know, take care of Melinda Tekuntung. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a breadwinner, yeah. indeed, it frustrates because the first, the first thing that you need to think about is where am I going to get the money? Is it a loan? Is it an overdraft? Is it what credit facility will I able to do so that I able to meet my uh, ob- monthly obligations financially, helping my family and even maybe the change that is behind you because we know about black tax. It's a reality in the black community. So uh, these are some of the things and not being wiser enough because this thing it it brings a lot of dimensions in footballers' careers because while playing you need to create a credit worthiness record for yourself to the banks because your contract is three years but you, you end up buying a car which is five five years i was in the same conundrum because i never knew about these things but after crossing that line that's when you start to realize to say oh this is how i should have done hence i'm saying there's amicable ways to to resolve a uh, financial issues i know it's frustrating it it it, it it's, it's emotional it's an emotional topic when you speak because you want to be compensated i mean you cannot work without being compensated because of what of your financial obligation oh see uh, hey to what extent is the impact really on the players when you think about their mental health I mean back in your days it, this when it happened when you were at FCAK you were earning around about 6,000 at those times and when you look at now how the finance are, uh, it has really risen and these players are really complaining about a very significant amount of money and we talk about families most of them are not even married at the professional stage mm, of their careers mm, mm. and it's affecting them at the latter stage 
really to what extent does it really impact them and can they really come back from it because strikers midfielders that we find are more in the spotlight they are the ones that actually end up going broke compared to defenders like you mentioned that you sh- you, sh- you were not proud you were not boastful but you you needed to make sure that you're not egotistical so really how to what extent does that impact really play a role a big time um mental health it's a it's a big issue in the football fraternity for one simple reason you can train from monday to friday come selection time you're not in the traveling team that knocks your confidence at times as players we judge ourselves based on the player that you're competing for a position if i see captain number 2000 i'm a left back he's a left back but minangshayama crossing yabuisa every day and he only one the others are behind the pool but he's starting over the weekend that it's a big problem i for one i went through a lot uh, behind the scenes that people they don't know but because of resilience and the resilience started where on the 21st of august 1995 i came across the harsh realities of football when i broke my jaws into three playing amateur football and that's where i thought or everyone thought everything is over but because of my dad had a medical aid as a headmaster, you know, uh, school teachers, they always make sure that their lives are aligned, they are, they are balanced everywhere. That's when I started to realize that, you know what, you can't give up on one thing. You need to be persistent. You need to focus or channel your energy towards something that will yield positive results. So it's not all about captain number 2000. It's all about me as a person. Because if he doesn't give me that enough competition, tomorrow the coach can come and say, James, you are a surplus of requirements. What am I going to do into my next team? I'm doomed because the mental strength is gone. Mm. When I get there, I'm starting in a minus. Exactly. So if you prepare yourself in such a way mentally to say, look, as much as this storm is here now, sometimes it's coming to clear my path for the next opportunity that you're going to get. At sundowns, for example, I will train. Mjeje will come maybe start training on Wednesday and then he plays over the weekend. I've trained from Monday to Sunday because of extra training because I'm not in one in the starting lineup or in the traveling team. I will not play for a month. Mara, come the day they put me in, I was ever ready. I will give a man of the match performance. Tadana, I want to ask the importance of financial literacy especially for for, 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 for footballers because we do know that uh, you know what uh, especially when a footballer has retired and maybe when they pass away I mean we do hear all mm, sorts of stories mm, mm. not only just passing away but mm. I mean there's we, we know soccer players right now they could broke and every, so the importance of financial literacy for soccer players you're massive is the attitude when you have that will determine the attitude when you don't have for one simple reason when a salary is coming each and every month end you spend money lousy mm. on lousy things because of what because of that financial literacy yes teams they do organize financial uh, advisors to come but by the time the financial advisors come into it's you, you just finish your session you are quick you want to go to the mall you want to meet up with your friends you want to catch up with everything so the basic fundamentals of life mm. goes out of the window because you are quick to what to impress people that they don't have your best interest at heart because mm. when the finances are no longer there mm. that's where you see the true colors of who the friends were but like lalela bambiloto and see how many friends you're going to have
Yeah, in the valley, but to be honest. But also, you mentioned something about fighting for a position. Is it true that whenever you had someone in the same position as you, you would maybe, not you personally, yeah. like anyone, yeah. you would send any other teammate to say, so that he gets injured and then I play in that position? Yeah, it do happen. Mm. Yeah, look, we cannot beat around the bush about it. It do happen. Sure. But to what extent are you doing that for? Because it's not all about you. It's yeah. all about the bench that you are representing. It's fine if I keep bench, but I must work hard. Yes. Because if it's, it's, imagine now, while I was playing for Unomvet, scoring for Isuailos, and then it's a high, what was going to happen? We're not going to win games. Mm. So for me, it's to make sure that I elevate his performance by me performing and give the coach the headache. It's not him is the coach so give the coach the headache and don't ask why coach i'm not playing because you're not going to get the right answer so you as a person you as a player make sure that you give your best in training the rest is up to the coach my last two questions to you Jose, and starting with the football perspective is it true that players would actually buy not only national team caps but even for club level in order they would actually pay the coach in order for them to feature because it would create a healthier um, profile and my last one how important is marriage for a footballer career because you see players that get married at a later stage and it really catches up to them with the things they used to do before so how important is it to get married once you get professional in your football career can i start with the latter <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Okay. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage is very important. Let me give you a hypothetical example. In Europe, when you sign with European, the first thing they ask you, are you married or do you have a stable girlfriend? For one simple reason, they want you there to play football. They're not there. You are not there in a holiday. That's why you find some of them, they said, I'm homesick because there's no one to socialize with and everything they give you an apartment and everything so marriage gives you stability mm. because that woman like i for one they say who who finds what who, a wife he who finds, finds a wife finds, finds a, favor, a yes. favor from god yeah. and i was happy i was one of those that i was favored in the face of god because what i've got a woman that loved and supported me and even up until today she's still there mm. even while i was not earning a salary for three years she was there mm. so hence i'm saying the attitude when you have will determine the attitude when you don't have coming back to your your, your <laughs> first question uh it's one of those things that at times it cripples the football fraternity the hearsay and everything, the reality is sometimes coaches you find they are in the same stable with the player. There's what we call appearance fee mm. that you need to be paid or your contract needs to be renewed after playing a certain number of games. And that's where the problem comes. I hope I've answered you correctly. Totally, totally. I still want to see you analyzing for Mutipa <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tadana, um, we, we, I mean, because of time, we, as much as we wanted to talk about a whole lot of things, but we, we are pressed for time. You are re retired now. You know, we can see, I mean, Tadana has alluded, you are already an analyst for, for Mutipa Foundation as well. But that's not the only thing. I, I want us to, to, to talk about your foundation as well. This is where we also bring in Sam, <laughs> you know, part of the, the, the marketing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please tell us the whole inception of, uh, you know, uh, James Mayinga Foundation. Yeah, it started in uh, 2007 while I was still playing for Soilos. So it was contested by schools back at home in Tulamahashe. So 2008, the unfortunate part, the last parent there was my mom who passed on and I had to stop it because I had to take a responsibility 
responsibility in terms of my siblings and everyone that was around. So there was a 14-year absence. Not because I never wanted to do it, but because I couldn't share much in terms of the resources. Because by then, sponsorship, it was just a word without knowing exactly to what extent does it uh, takes for one to have a sponsorship. So fast forward, uh, 2022? Yeah, 2022, we did it without a sponsorship, and then we managed to get... So it's more of plowing back to the community, but again, not wanting the youngsters from Tula Mahashe to follow through how I went or came to Jobek in terms of trying to find that opportunity, because 465 kilos, uh, Kamza, it's a big ask. Some of them, they have to choose between buying soccer boots or millimil, because some of them are supported by their grannies. So we want to bridge that gap between professional uh, football and also amateur but not forgetting school in between so make sure that the landscape is balanced so when you speak about Tula Mash or Bush Park Ridge that's where you think all the dreams are daunting at first glance because you're thinking hey where am I going to get into Jobek first thing the place to get the, where will I sleep where will I go for trials where do I do so when we do that tournament it's more of bridging that and if God willingly and God godly so everything has been done and Sammy will uh, <laughs> allude to more further let me not tell some of the things that she might even say <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we just want to understand your role you know as the marketing taking care of that I mean uh, what for I mean like he's already alluded I mean, uh, the toughness of running the, the, the foundation without sponsors. So please take us through that whole, you know, those challenges, your role, what, you know, just take us through. <laughs> it's almost, as, yes, I'm labeled as marketing manager, but I think I just do everything. <laughs> I say to him often, how do we introduce me? I'm just the skivvy that does everything <laughs> for everyone around us. So I think... For me, I don't know if can I talk about how it all started, yeah, how we just, connected. Yes, yeah, let's go. So it was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were at gym and I joined this gym class and I was literally the only whitey. Literally, only one. <laughs> I was like, I look like such a chop. I look like a real chop doing these weird dance moves, but I'm here, I'm doing it, you know? So on a proper health journey. And for some reason, um, James was talking to a another girl in the class about um, his foundation. Didn't realize at the time who he was, what the heck he did. I didn't watch Shocker. I didn't know this oak from a bar of soap. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, guys, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, too much to talk about. Anyway, so I introduced myself, said I'm a photographer. We started trying to work on his brand. And through working on his brand, I just learned more and more about the foundation and I completely fell in love. And I just said, like, you got a great proposal, but it just, <laughs> it doesn't look great. <laughs> Let's make it aesthetically pleasing, yeah. And then just through that, I'm just like, no, I'm full-blown into this. Let's, let's break barriers between male and female, black and white. Let's go all the way. Let's try and make a difference in the community. And, yeah, I, the rest is history. <laughs> I did everything else. <laughs> and I just want to ask, um, you know, anyone of the two can answer this one. How does, you know, how do corporates, uh, corporate companies get involved in terms of providing sponsorship oh. or any just general Jimmy walking in the street who wants to, you know, um, be part of this beautiful foundation? So it was, it was tough because it's literally, it was just us two trying to generate close on to 300K before December and we only started working on this together properly probably around end of July last year and the tournament was in December 
And now me only knowing how to make things look good and write proposals. I mean, I studied here at WITS. I studied communications, drama, film. So I only know a certain area. So how do you get involved with corporates? And so you start making a plan, a burmaka plan. I always say that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you always got to make a plan and you use your connections, you use your cousins, you use your friends and literally just sending out a proposal and yeah, just trying to get involved with corporates that way. And how was that shift? I mean, from ever since you met, you know, it was <laughs> on your own and then with that partnership, how was it ever since um, you all started working together? No, it has been a massive boost taking into account that, and this is another shortfall for, for players where education comes in. I'm a VUT alumni with a sports management, so some of the things I knew in terms of writing a sponsorship, but a selling sponsorship letter, mm-hmm. it's what that was lacking, and she came with her expertise based on what? Based on education that she said she studied here for administration and all that, and that's where now we're able to complement each other, and when we, we, we become together and working together, that's when we see and realize that certain things is just a, a form of perception. It's doable. Sometimes cold calls do help because we are scared to knock in that door thinking of rejection. But you can be rejected twice. But the third one, it might happen. It's all. So the lessons that you learn out of rejection makes you a better person. Tatana, unfortunately, we are out of time. I just want to find out uh, how do we get hold of you? How do we get hold of the foundation if you want to be part of it to give our support whichever way that we can? <laughs> just find us on Facebook, James Menger Foundation. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we've got a website. Same thing, jamesmengerfoundation.co.za. The, there you have it. Thank you very much, Tatana. We thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much, Sam. And yeah, thank you very much to the wise panel that is uh, Tatana Floyd uh, Captain Emma 2000 Kumo that is Karabo Peter as well as uh, you know Bafuke Mutebe also our support member that is Bayete <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are out of time but yeah from myself and the wise panel yeah, yeah. the sports hub FM Rewind Bow 88.1